0: This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show.
1: Joey you know Christmas has always been a really important time and I think now more than ever I've seen so many people like pulling decorations out of their closet and pulling you know things out and you know normally people would be online being like I can't believe that Walmart switched over the Halloween aisles to the Christmas aisle and it's not even Thanksgiving yet um but this year it seems like people are like thank god the Christmas decorations are out (laughs) I need Christmas in my life. I need Holly now, Jolly.
2: I will say, as someone on the camp of Thanksgiving is a holiday that we should all still remember. Um, sure. I, I, you know, Q, you and I have this conversation once every couple of years. This year, I'm actually more okay with it. Be like, you know what? Let's have some Holly Jolly. We're not doing it, but I, but I'm not gonna then make an outward claim of. I can't believe, normally I would be. I'd be the guy going, like, Jesus Christ, Walmart. That's too soon. But this year, you know what? It is too soon. It feels appropriate. But I'm okay with other people getting
1: it. Yeah. So I I think that is a perfect kind of lead in and segue into uh, (laughs) these episodes that we're recording right now are going to be releasing throughout the month of December, um, and we're going to go ahead and declare the month – of December as the high five, as high five Christmas, right? Like yes. high, five, high five cheer Christmas month of cheer. I, um, I need, I need, I need some sort of Jay. You came up with a uh, spooktober uh, oh so many miss. years ago. I need high something five high five miss. I need something that feels holly and jolly and cheerful. A month of cheer. I, We'll, we'll
2: I'll noodle on it, um, okay. but yeah, we'll we'll think of something maybe, good. You I, know I what? I believe Holly is pro- Holly Jolly probably is going to be uh-huh. in there.
1: Okay. Somewhere.
2: Um, maybe okay. a jingle or a jangle. <laughs> a jangle is definitely going to be involved.
1: I
3: like jangles.
1: I, I, I <laughs> who doesn't? It's am gonna I, It's gonna, gonna right? be
3: like
2: it's gonna be like hi Jangles Five Christmas something. It's not going to be that. It's gonna be better than
1: that. <laughs> it's a Spooktober <laughs> it's <than> December-tacular. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just take. It. <laughs> you know what? Very I like this sound of that. Okay.
1: Perfect. Uh, well, everybody, welcome to our TBD named <laughs> yeah. Christmas month. Uh, this is going to be the first episode in a series of episodes uh, that kind of break down what what Christmas means. Not necessarily Christmas related, but the spirit of Christmas. And with that. Uh, this was a, 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 a perfect time to talk m- things that make us feel good, movies that make us feel good, things that fill us with cheer and joy. You know what fills that- me with cheer and joy? What's that? High fives. <gasps> Let's do it.
0: Should we high
2: five? High
1: five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son!
2: Woo! High five!
0: Don't let me hang
1: uh, so, guys, movies that make us feel good. I have a question just right off the bat, right? When you guys made your lists, are these like movies that you just assume the, makes the world happy? Or are your lists specific to movies that make you feel good? Are they movies that you. So, could it be like if you're really into watching Schindler's List? Could that be like on your list? Even though technically not a feel-good movie, you're like, I watch it and it makes me feel better about my plight in life. Listen, every
2: year on my birthday, I get a Vada ice cream and watch funny games. It just makes me feel great. <laughs> it's oh funny, God. and I, then I follow it up with Requiem for a Dream, and no I have a laugh way. riot, <laughs> a laugh riot, ass right, to no. ass. <laughs> oh. I didn't take
0: it out to feel bad.
2: <laughs> that's oh, my guys. that's the best Keith David I can do. <laughs> that, that, was was that was pretty good. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it was, it good. was not pretty. It was not. Uh, oh, Keith David! <laughs> oh,
1: no. You sound like you sound like uh,
2: Matt Damon. I do not show. sound like Matt Damon. I no, do not sound not like Matt. Matt Damon. No, I do not. not.
1: Matt Damon. Matt Damon. My name is Keith David, <laughs> and I am brothers with Matt Damon. Um, all right. So, Mia. So, what, uh,
3: okay. I. Okay. <laughs> um, I. So, for me, my top three are specific to just me. Okay. And then, uh, my other two are myself and the world, and what I oh. like, what I have in most
2: common with no. them and, and what they like and what's aligned. Jay? That's what I did. I, this was one, and um, in, in, in Q, you know I have a tendency to do this, but I overanalyze this one quite a bit sure. because I started getting into weird rabbit holes of like, well, is this a feel good movie? Or is this like a guilty pleasure comfort movie? Because they could sure. be different things, you know? And uh, that's kind of why that- I'm asking. Yeah, like for me, like one that came up in my mind when I thought or when I was kind of looking online and doing some like, what, like drumming up the, the works was Shawshank Redemption kept coming up and to me is an amazing movie. It's inspirational. It's yeah. a guilty pleasure and a comfort movie, but it yeah, doesn't her. make me feel
1: good. It's like, like you're not yeah, like watching and be some- like, I'm so glad it's happening to him. Watching Tim Robbins crawl through two miles of shit doesn't necessarily (laughs) scream like, feel good. Look,
3: After the first quarter mile, you don't smell (laughs) it.
1: You're done. It's just part of who you
2: are. You become nose blind. You do. You'd have to. But so so that kind of to me was the distinction is like, I kind of have a mixture. Is there a couple on here that like just personally for me are, are just cream of the crop? But then I tried to find ones that I feel like generally are accepted as, this is just a movie that is designed to make you happy when you watch it. And that is sort of was the criteria. And if there was a Venn diagram of like a movie that is designed to make you happy and one that really
1: makes me happy, it was near the top. (laughs) I, I actually really like that. I can say that when I made my list, and Jay and Mia, as per, pulling a real cue here, like a real. Wait, can I can I guess? Yes. Did you do? Did you do topics? Like you have like yes. one
2: animation and one action movie and yes, one classic or whatever. I don't know your topics, but did you do topics?
1: I did. I basically put them into sub subcategories. Uh, so each each of my pick. I will tell you this, definitively my entire list top to bottom is movies that specifically make me feel good. I know some of the movies inherently the world loves, but this list particularly were movies that I was like, what, what do I like to just put on that will put me in a good mood or cheer me up or when I'm in need of, you know, something this will dig me out of that hole. And then I took those and I narrowed it down to five different types of those movies. And I'm I picked excited. My, my favorite of those. So I
2: almost did that. I almost did, took that approach because I was having such a problem getting rid of some. It's like, Oh, well, like, well, this one is just, I like to go to sleep too. It makes it comforts me. I love it. It makes me feel good or whatever. But it's like, if I have this one and this one, I can't have both of these exist on the list. And so I was trying to, Oh, it was so hard. It was so hard. This one, putting this list together made me feel
3: bad. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I had an elimination thing. So for me, it's no Disney movies, no musicals, no double, Whoa. double lead actors. Um, uh, no, cause in the future I'm hoping to do those yeah. categories oh, sure. and I'm trying not to like repeat things that I've put on lists. So I'm like trying to keep track of everything. Sure. So like, no musicals, totally, no, yeah. fair. No, what no, else was on your elimination?
2: I had a couple of those
1: as well.
3: No, um, repeat actors.
1: Oh, I tried to do were, that, that as well. Leads. So if an actor was a lead in one of your movies, mm-hmm. then it could, you couldn't have another movie with that actor also in the lead.
2: Yes. It's like, got it. For instance, like Ryan Reynolds couldn't be in every movie. Nope. He could sure. be in one or two of them, but or one of them, but not all. I, I had similar criteria. Um, and as much as it killed me on some of them, like uh no Disney movies, like pure Disney movies, animation Disney movies were kind of out because they're their own type of feel good, they're their own sure. thing. For me, I eliminated pure pure on Christmas movies.
1: Yeah, I'm same.
2: Because Christmas Story, Elf, A, one, a, a Wonderful they're Life. All, they're, they're all
1: designed to be. To
3: be feel good.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, Lifetime's made a career out of it. Like it. Seriously. So I eliminated all of those. Um, and then the same thing, I, I danced around with musicals. Mm-hmm. None of mine were musicals that ended up in my top five, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But I didn't eliminate the possibility because there were a couple I thought of that I think at least one of them might be on yours, Q. I have an idea. I will, I will tell you this. Yours,
1: I think I think I might know it. I I will tell you this. There is definitively a musical online, but I will because that's just who I am. But also, I will tell you this. It is probably not the musical you think it is, and I have a story oh. as to why it's on my list. So that being said, I feel like we've like really laid the groundwork for an exciting list. Uh, yes. and I I say it's time that we all hold hands and feel good with this oh. list. This is where we do the this list. Is where we make a list. The list now, 3 2 list. list All right. Uh, I'm so excited to hear what makes you guys feel good and I mean that in the most nonsensual way possible. Like I'm could very sensitually though. I could if I said it like this. Okay. I am really into finding out what makes you guys feel good. You know what I'm saying? Better. <laughs> Better. <laughs> all right, cool. Better. But in all actuality, I just want to know what makes you guys feel good. That's a nonsensual way to say it. Feel what makes you feel good? Feel good? <laughs> Uh, feel good uh so mia start us off with your number 5 what what fifth place movie makes you feel good
3: owned away owned away it's oh. matilda
1: yeah of course Ooh. i knew that that's a good one
2: i <laughs> think that was a- that's a universal one i feel like there's a lo- yeah. lot of people that love matilda
3: for sure for sure and and the world still loves the Actress, I can't remember her name right now, but she's got a huge following on Twitter. I got you. Just the world still just loves her. And and I just
2: That's true. Yeah. Not that's not the same story for the actress who was Harriet the Spy, um, around the same time. She did not have she does not have the same Michelle Michelle
1: Trachtenberg was yours. But the one from Matilda is Mara Wilson. Mara
3: I was gonna say like like, I was gonna say, like, um, uh, m-
1: Lamar Odom,
3: Rory, <laughs> yes, Rory? Ma- Rumi. That's Rumi? what I was gonna say. Yes, <laughs> I knew it was an exact, like, an, like, Rumi not a
2: Mara. Mara. Rumi
3: <laughs> Mara is the name. Yes, she, no, that it's it's a classic for sure. I have a friend of mine, her name is Lissa, and I have called her Lissy dolls for years, ever since we've been uh, friends. Oh, uh, right?
1: sure. Um,
3: and yeah I just I feel like that's a solid place to start the list
1: was that you
3: know what I
2: think I agree it's kind of it was for that one was a weird one because I remember that movie I remember watching that movie um and I remember enjoying that movie but I think it was one that I saw once and then maybe bits and pieces of throughout the years and that was kind of it I never had anything negative against it but I remember people be like oh and then Matilda did this and this I'm like I I guess I just didn't connect with it the same way other people did. Or maybe I just need to revisit it.
3: It was, it was. there are some scenes, some lines in the movie that were a big deal for me in particular. Like the conversation that she has with Denny DeVito, where she's yeah. like correcting him because she's obviously smarter. He's like, I'm big, you're little, I'm right, you're wrong. There's nothing you can do about it. And yeah. my tiny self watching the movie was like,
0: you know that meme that, yeah. <laughs> that, mean to that me <laughs> yep,
3: you're a short little man.
1: I'll stomp on you that whole thing I'm, I'm gonna gl- 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 your hat to your head, <laughs>
3: uh,
2: and then you can only do Tim Burton movies. I
1: uh, I saw the movie many many times as a kid, it was definitely one that was like a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, there, the scene that always sticks with me is like not the scene that most people go to when they think of this movie, but it's the scene where Bruce Bogtrotter is forced to eat chocolate cake in front of oh, everyone.
3: Oh my God. That's uh, traumatic.
1: And, I and completely the, about tr- the Trunchbull is like, you're going to eat this. C- the cook made you this entire cake. And then it like pans over to the, the cook and like, you see her like, <laughs> snot on her arm. <laughs> and I just remember it was like the weirdest like uh, for those of you who've seen uh, Breakfast Club, there's the whole <laughs> story. There's the whole story of uh, like I get a, I got a whole carton of cigarettes for my birthday, and smoke my dad said up. smoke smoke up. It was essentially that. But from a teacher, but the best part of it was that Bruce Bogtrotter ate all that fucking cake and, like, did it. And, like, stood up and was like, yeah, and then, like, threw up all over the place. Which, uh, so it starts, basically it starts like
2: Breakfast Club and ends like Stand By Me. <laughs> it does, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> It's exactly like that. Well, that was a good pull. Very good pull. Thank uh, you. I will also tell you guys, uh, because, you know, musicals are a thing that I am about. Uh, one of my favorite musical comedians, Tim Minchin, uh, made made a, a musical on Matilda. And it played on Broadway. And it was a big smash hit. And it is very, very good. And I highly recommend everyone check it out. Uh oh. High five plug official. Yes, absolutely. Check it out. Also, if Tim Minchin is listening to this and appreciates the fact that I'm plugging him, I would also love to have you on the show. So hashtag yes. Matilda Minchin. Oh, yes. mention. <laughs> wait, here we go. Mention, hashtag Mention, Mention. Mention, Mention. mention. mention, mention.
2: We mentioned Mention.
1: Hashtag Mention, mention. Uh, So, yes, anyway, Matilda, fantastic choice. Jay. Super strong. What is your number five? What makes you feel good? I feel like my number five would be higher on a lot of
2: people's lists and is a, a universally loved movie. I feel like it's sort of on the level, you know, with Matilda, like universally felt feel good movie. Um, for, so for me, print, uh, number five is Princess Bride. oh nice in my am i a pigman ubiquitous feel good movie of course it's not one that i return to on my own a whole lot but it is one that's like oh man i love the deadpool references that oh it was on tv yeah i'm gonna watch it right now you know sure it's just whenever i stumble on it it's a happy stumble and it's a feel good time and I know for a lot of people, it's their favorite one, and I can totally acknowledge it and see that. Sure. Which also I feel like makes it a strong movie. And come on, guys, the quarantine like recast Zoom uh, version of it that they were doing—just yep. um, everybody loves it. And so for me, I think it needed to be mentioned. You've got somewhere. You've got
1: Grant, Granddad Peter Falk in it, Columbo himself. <laughs> Oh, uh, you, you got, have
2: current, current TikTok superstar Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Is he a TikTok yes. superstar now? He was. He got on there and was doing like all these like Biden and Kamala Harris like uh, promo I love, videos. I love so, Mandy Patinkin, was, dude. Uh, Q, and if you guys use TikTok, go find. Yeah, I'm, go- um, I'm going. Amanda, I'm
3: going.
2: For he. It's it's him and his wife quarantined in their house dancing to Old Town Road in like Biden and Harris shirts going go go vote go vote yeah it's like him just being as weird and silly <laughs> as he can be to get people to go vote. I love that.
1: I it's love good. that it's uh, beautiful
3: man, look at him look at, look at, him.
1: at that look at look that at Jewish him. grandfather face. I love him so much. And he's
2: so happy. So yes Princess Bride number five it, it could be higher on a lot of people's
1: but needed to be
2: mentioned
1: that's a solid that is a solid choice man i love i love me some princess bride that that has got the cast to end all casts i mean you also have got i know i mentioned mandy you got billy crystal you've got uh fred savage wallace sean andre the giant you've got carrie elway's robin wright uh, um
2: well, and then just to not even talk about how quotable it is. We don't have to do it here on the show, but it's literally one of the most quotable movies sure.
1: in history. Truly. It it, so. ru- it truly it is inconceivably quotable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're not Castle. gonna quote it here. Castle. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh But all right, well, that's good, man. Uh, So that brings me to me, my number five. Uh, My number five is a movie that I saw when I was very, very young. It has stuck with me for a long time. There is no way that you can see this movie and not feel good afterwards. My number five is Babe. (gasps) Uh, Babe is a fantastic farm set uh, movie that features maybe the cutest animatronic pig that has ever existed.
3: I don't know if maybe is the thing. I feel like that's definitely (laughs) the cutest pig.
1: Only surpassed by Babe 2, a pig in the city. (laughs)
3: Okay, 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 that's fair.
2: I will say in all fairness and love for Babe, the special effects, animatronics, everything that they did in that film, A plus, still holds up today.
1: It that's what great. i was gonna say it does hold up i watched it as recently as like a year or so ago with Haley and the kids and uh it still really holds up great animatronics some like early early cgi that actually worked pretty well i mean but it's got everything it's got a door like three narrator mice that like sing each like yeah. introduction to the next scene it's <laughs> hilariously adorable you've got a pig that's voiced by um the same voices uh that that did Chucky on Rugrats I can't uh Christine Cavanaugh yeah. rest in peace she's passed now but she yeah. uh is a, one of those like recognizable voices from your childhood it's like a Tara
2: Strong you know yeah. oh like absolutely
1: she just-, she just embodied all those characters yeah. um you've got James Cromwell as the farmer um it's this just, reluctant you know, what- farmer and I'll tell you, to
2: compliment the special effects again, because Emma really got into watching um, Charlotte's Web a couple of years ago. Sure. And so we've seen that a handful of times. And I don't have much a negative to say against that movie. But that came out a handful of years after Babe. And I do not think stands up nearly as well. It's a, yeah, it's oh, a fine I- film. But Babe is a superior in almost every category, even being a, like predating it.
1: I, I totally agree. And Strong. to this day, anytime I do something that I feel proud about, even if it's to myself, I still just go, that'll do pig. That'll do. I, that'll do pig. Is this, yes.
3: See, that's, that's the generational difference. Cause in my head, it's that'll do donkey. That'll do.
1: <laughs> that'll do oh, donkey. sure. That'll do donkey. Yeah. That'll do your onion. <laughs> 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 I'm an onion. Uh, yeah, I, and maybe it is, or maybe it's just a weird me thing that I'm whispering to myself that'll do pig it's, after I do things that I'm proud of.
2: I, I'm with you, honestly, and and I battle, Q is <laughs> so funny, um, not funny, it's, it's me battling my inner terrible person, but it's like I... T- openly try to not say it to other people because I'm afraid they won't get the reference and just think I'm calling them a pig. <laughs> a pig? Yeah,
1: yeah I like found that, that, that there's do, like, like, there's like certain- pig. So I have there, to say it only to me. <laughs> there's certain scenarios that it is like very <sighs> applicable to, like when you do like, you know, little things when you're gardening yeah. and you're like, oh, that'll do pig, you know? Oh, cute. Yeah. Never after sex. Don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: I found out this the hard way Applebee's not a fan yeah don't
1: don't don't say that either <laughs> yeah Applebee's and sex the two only times that you can't use the that'll do pig reference
3: <laughs> wow well, okay
2: um,
1: yeah well, I actually said that note uh to I, high sa- fivers. I said that when uh when tr- Trump lost the election I was like well that'll do that'll pig, do pig. <laughs> that'll do, do pig but that- totally appropriate. <laughs> exactly. It really is. Uh, so yeah, so and my, one, so my, yeah. Oh no, so that was it. My number five is Babe. Uh, it, like I said, there's no way you can watch that movie and not leave it with a smile on your face. It's, it's a, it's a feel good movie all the way around. I agree.
2: So, totally, totally agree.
1: So Mia, that brings yes. us to your number four. I know you said that you're like, t- your bottom two were your general crowd pleasers, right? So, yep. Matilda was a solid one. What is your number four? My
3: number four is Princess Bride.
1: Oh, yes. nice!
2: I was far that. off. It's very, very good. Yay. Yeah. Now you talk about why you love it.
3: So, so it, it, is, it is heavily focused on Carrie. That was not the movie that I first saw him. In fact, the first movie sure. that I remember seeing him in was in saw. Jungle Book. Oh. No. In the Jungle
1: Book. Oh, sure. With,
3: with
2: Lena Heddy. Heddy? Yes. Sorry, Hedley.
3: Hedley,
2: thank Hed- you. Hedley? Uh, with- no, no. Le- wait, wait. No, no L- it, Hedy. Lena. Yeah. it is Heddy. L- it is Heddy. Lena Heddy. Okay, okay. It's, and then there's a Hedley Lamar. Is some yeah. other no,
1: I thought that was still Heddy. Like Hetty Lamar.
2: There's a Mel Brooks joke about it in Blazing Saddles. And honestly, I'm not really sure what the <laughs> joke is. It's pri- it's, I think one of them is like a porn actress and one of them is a real actress or oh, I don't know. It's something salacious. I believe. <laughs> I uh, part, of me, part of me
1: was hoping that Mia was going to be like, that wasn't the first movie I saw him in. The first movie I came to know him in was The Crush with Alicia Silverstone.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. That one does not spark don't. my interest.
1: <laughs> no. Don't.
3: No, it was it was a jungle book and he was the bad guy in that movie, spoiler. Sure. And um I had I had thought he was beautiful and then sure. and then I watched him You're in right. Princess Bride and then I fell in love with him. And oh, Tyler Roberts.
2: Oh.
3: And then Robin Hood Men in Tights just like sealed the deal. It was like a whole tragedy that- happening for me.
2: You want to talk about feel good movies like Mel Brooks kind of movies were in a different like comedy category for me. But man, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, all day long. Great, great, great movie.
3: Superb. That was actually the fight it was between Princess Bride and Robin Hood, Men in Tights to put on my list because I couldn't oh, have nice. I get it. two of him on there. You yeah, couldn't yeah. have
1: I Carrie Elwes in two films.
3: Yes.
2: yes. Nice. Yep, I get it. And I, I support that. Uh, that's tough. But I'm glad you at least talked about Robin Hood Men and Tights because someone listening to this was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> I remember that." Get,
1: Man, yay. Robin, Robin Hood Men and Tights is amazing. Uh, also, a very early Dave Chappelle performance in that movie.
3: A spectacular
1: one. <laughs> which is as Achu, which is also awesome. <laughs> uh, and,
2: uh, when the big guy can't swim, look, like, I'm on one side, I'm
1: on the other side. <laughs> I'm on the other side. You know who that guy is too uh, and I, I guess really only people with like teenage or pre-teenage children will know this. That guy is the dad from the show uh, Good Luck Charlie. Uh is that wait is which that the was one about a big dog that sees oh, the Which is yeah. a big like that? Disney a big Disney show. No, it's about ah. this little girl, like this family and this little girl and the older sister in this family records all these like basically ah. like how to's to life for their younger sibling Charlie. And gotcha. but the dad, it was just a, one of those generic Disney family sitcoms. Sure. Uh but the dad in that is uh little John from Robin Hood I love, and I love it. That's great. That's Glad incredible. to see he's able to get in work. Uh man, that's that's uh that's solid. I love it. Jay how can okay. you beat your own choice?
2: <laughs> your own movie <laughs> <choice>? <laughs> I don't know if I can, but <laughs> my number my number four, honestly, Q, is sort of a topic one because there were a lot that were battling for this sort of – it was between like like a Billy Madison or just dumb comedy movies that I connect with that make me feel good. Sure. But the one that ended up on the list is Dumb and Dumber. My number four is Dumb and Dumber. Sure.
3: Solid. Solid. There are f- –
2: There are few movies like Monty Python and Search for the Holy Grail could have fallen into this category because I can quote that from beginning to end. Of course. Um, But Dumb and Dumber is one that I have seen in the dozens of times. I can quote it to an abnormally annoying degree. It is (laughs) one that I never don't find funny. Um, And so, as a silly, nostalgic, connected comedy it's going to be between like that or billy madison and for sure. me dumb and dumber is the superior comedy and i can watch dumb and dumber any day of the week any month it doesn't matter how many times i've seen it it, it it's something something will make me laugh in it Some different every single time
1: I, I love it i love that dumb and dumber is a classic comedy of my formative years as well i actually watched uh, the other day i saw a clip of Stephen Colbert had Jim Carrey on his show and he had Jim Carrey do dramatic readings of famous <laughs> lines from yeah, comedy it movies. It was, it was pretty funny, but he did a line from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, the number one thing that I think of when I think of that movie is the, hey, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yes. And then the- Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
2: I that um I also very much think of when they when they feed the hot pepper to the guy, and he dies. Like you want some ketchup and mustard?
1: That worked for me. Yes, I love that. I love the blind and, kid with the bird. What yeah. happened to his Polly, head? The,
2: Polly wanna crack him? Pretty bird. I <laughs> Pretty but the bird. thing that I. The thing that I quote the most, and I quoted it, I said it a couple days ago, and I put Chandler down in her crib. I was like, don't you go dying on me. (laughs) One of my favorite quotes ever.
1: Works every time. Applicable to babies and the elderly.
2: And it's never, you know, everyone always complies.
1: (laughs) Up to this point. So far. So far. Never had an issue. I'm really going to hate it, though, when that's my final (laughs) words to them. (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh -oh. shit! that's good shit that's a good you should go
2: before i get arrested
1: (laughs) (laughs) my uh all right so my where are we number four man that was number four four. i love these because these are taking me down like uh memory lane too and i love it are they Uh, making you feel
2: good they
1: are so far it's really making me feel good (laughs) i Um... hate that i
2: hate that so (laughs) uh Mm.
1: so far uh, my number four is a movie that, Jay, you know I'm a huge fan of. We've had, like, lengthy, even philosophical discussions about this movie. Whoa. It is one that's near and dear to my heart, uh, and that is Groundhog Day. Uh, Groundhog Day is one of my maybe, like, top movies of all time. Um, it's, it's great. It's great. Being and Bill it's Murray, because – I don't know. I don't know if I like connect on it on a different level or what, but there is something about um, Bill Murray's character going through the doldrums of repeating this same day over and over again. And they like really explore like all the levels of what you would feel, you know, he goes through like just like, eh, whatever, this is happening. This is crazy. He goes through, I'm going crazy. He goes through, I've got to kill myself. He goes through, I'm going, going through, to try a and like, right. Like it's literally like every, every crazy thing. And it kind of set the stage for, you know, there's lots of movies that have come after that. Like your Palm Springs with Andy Sandberg. Right. Um, uh, your Happy or what was Death that movie Day where, um,
2: where Keenan Ivory or one of the Wayans brothers was naked in an elevator.
3: Oh, what God, about uh no, no it's the one with tom cruise and
2: um oh die another day live die repeat yeah, yeah. yeah. die another day live die repeat yes i i i dig that one honestly Same. uh apropos, even like of nothing i dig that movie that was a really good movie
1: but groundhog day for me also here's another play uh plug hashtag uh mention mention tim mention also wrote the musical version of groundhog day uh, which yes, also now one I can vouch for is very good. Cause you forced me to listen to it. Yeah, I did, which is also <laughs> was on Broadway, not nearly as big of a hit and closed after like six months, but it was a very, it was a very good show. Uh, anyway, that being said, uh, Groundhog day is one for me that I, I could watch it a million times. I never, it always makes me feel good because no matter how yeah. shitty my day is, I know it's not stunk, stuck in punks, for yes. an indeterminable amount of time. Bad, you know what I mean? Uh, it's um, cold out there today, and there's some line deliveries that just like kill me every single time. Tobo, Tobo uh, yeah.
2: makes me Steven laugh. Even Tobolowski so hard. is
1: like the best. It's me, Ned Ryerson. You, you used to call me needle nose, Ned. Ned? <laughs> uh that's oh that's that's really good uh in the musical version there there's a uh there's a line to let, there's this cut the scene where he's repeating the uh well it's groundhog's day it's groundhog's day the like countdown to like starting yeah. the recording and uh there's just, it's just the dry kind of sardonic way of just being like, well, this is just the world I live in. So who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really, I really, really, really love Groundhog Day. And it, you know, famously ruined the friendship of Harold Ramis yes. and Bill Murray. Um, it, yeah. So Harold Ramis directed Groundhog Day. Bill Murray obviously starred in Groundhog Day. They came to some pretty severe creative blows over the direction that the movie should take, and it ended up legitimately ruining their friendship until the day Harold Ramis died. Like, on his deathbed, him and Bill Murray made amends. But they... they,
2: There are also reports that during the uh, filming of Groundhog Day, Bill Murray was going through, like, a really nasty divorce and was basically taking it out on Harold Ramis.
1: And they were, like very good creative partners and friends up to this point, like really tight
2: uh,
1: meatballs they were involved with together. I mean, like, so it was really sad. One of the most, like, famous Hollywood kind of feuds uh, was Bill Murray and Harold Ramis off of this movie. But ultimately, I must say, the movie that they made is, like, a (laughs) near-perfect comedy. Like, it really is. It's got... It's got pathos. It's got comedy. Like it hits all of those kind of things. So anyway, it's a very good feel good movie for me. I love it. I highly recommend everybody go check it out. Also, once again, hashtag mention mention come on the show. Tim Mention we really want to talk to you about your song making. It's very funny.
3: We really want to.
1: So yeah, so that that's my number four. So Mia, Yes. We're we're getting close to the the commercial break, our standard commercial break, but before Round that we to get to We get to bring us into the 3s. So Mia, we're now out of the crowd pleasers and into the Mia pleasers. What is your number 3?
3: Spirited Away.
1: Oh, oh yes. Oh yep. my my my. Friend of the show Jason Marsden would be very happy to yes. hear that.
3: Yay! We're- <laughs>
2: And I also, I almost put uh, Neighbor Totoro on my list. Almost. Like, there's something about Miyazaki movies that just are, they make you feel wonderful.
3: We'll have to do that one at some point. But I couldn't, but I also couldn't not put one of those on this list. And so I went with the one. I remember walking into a blockbuster and walking down the aisle with my family and seeing that spirited way towards the bottom. Sure. Of of because it wasn't that, that little girl popular. with the
2: red with the red thing.
3: I and I've always been I've always been a huge anime person ever ever since I was like really really little and so I saw that. <laughs> I Saint Clair,
1: actual anime person.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. One day I'll do some accents for you guys, but.
0: <laughs> <Yay>.
3: <laughs> but I just it they, they never got it for me. My, my family never wanted to see it. It was just me who wanted to see it. And I finally got to see it as an adult. And it was one of the happiest so days of
2: my it's life. It's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, those movies are just visual feasts. They're so yes. good. Like you can enjoy them on just like sitting and watching them. You mm-hmm. can honestly enjoy them and not even pay attention to the plot and just take in the weird visuals. It's and just, there's so many the ways. At any time they're amazing. Too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm I'm all. I like I said. I almost put Totoro in mind. Mia. I'm with you a hundred thousand percent. Zaki was, deserves love, making people feel good. I
3: almost I almost pulled a uh from what, one of the lists that I did before where I said all of the number twos. I almost right. put like all of like Miyazaki. I was exactly. like no no no. Mia, don't do it. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah, well, we yeah. should we should say I should say this at least. Uh, I have never seen a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> uh, I, t- I take that back. I think I saw half of Kiki's delivery service. Okay, and I think okay. I've seen like 15 minutes of Ponyo or Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo. Ponyo. Uh, but what we should do, cause this sounds fun. And I love the fact, I know for a fact that Jay and, and his wife love Miyazaki. I now know that you love Miyazaki. We should do a, I don't know, we can call it a Spirited Away, like Q gets Spirited Away, and I should watch all of these movies with you guys and just discuss them as I watch them.
3: (gasps) Live tweets?
1: Yes, I can, like, live tweet Miyazaki movies. We should talk about this. Stay tuned, fivers. I... I like. I that. think or, we've stumbled. I think sure. we've stumbled upon something for 2021. It, whether or, this is a Patreon ooh. thing or a r- normal release thing, or maybe a team up with Project Nerd content thing, who knows?
2: We'll figure it out. But man, it could be cool because we could also, since Amanda's seen all of them, we could have her on here and do a three-way list, and then you could watch the top five that we agree on and document. It. We could oh, watch. would be We could watch it like through patreon or through twitch through the project nerd thing so we have the episode that locks in the top five for me mia and amanda and then you follow that in our part two on patreon where you then get spirited away
1: through the top five i like this i'm into it and i like it yep and if people like it tweet at us tell us you like it tell us you want to hear more about me watching Miyazaki movies and uh, A, J, and Mia talking about Mia, their favorite Miyazaki movies. Uh, definitely let us know. I like that. Yeah, I very I like much it. like that. Oh, Good boy. Choice. Boy, 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 are we setting the bar high,
2: Jay? All right. You're not going to believe how high <laughs> I'm setting this bar. It's number three. Oh, boy. Uh, My number. Uh, my number three is Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 everything you said Q, everything about it. I love the Tobo scenes, the, Mike, the Ryerson scenes are hilarious. I love the sneaky Michael Shannon, early appearance. Oh, early, um, early Michael Shannon. Maybe first on screen. Maybe. Question mark. Um, but I love everything about it. The scene where he is timed the bank robbery is one of my favorite, like <laughs> logistical, like little walk shots. It's just everything you said about it. Groundhog Day without fail will make me feel better. And then if I'm not feeling good, the scene where they ask about flapjacks will make me feel better. About exactly. exactly. Is it too late for flapjacks? Ask him about the
1: flapjacks. Is it too late? So now to I have to
3: watch it? this because I've never seen it.
1: Oh my God, Groundhog Day is it's it oh no, my God, it's so good <laughs> like, and it's you're such a. It, watch
2: it and him. then report back on our next. Yes, recording. like
1: tell us, tell us okay. what you think. It's streaming somewhere. I know it. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. If not, we used sure. to. So Jay and I, back in the early days of High Five, uh, we used to host a High Five game night, a Bill Murray Bingo night, as a matter of fact. Really? Yep. And uh, we did uh, We basically, it's exactly like it sounds It was bingo This, is, this is but exactly what you think it's so. With with Bill Murray movies um, And we would show clips And we would give away Bill Murray themed prizes We had Bill Murray themed koozies uh, yep. It was a big bar Thing in Nashville And uh, One of our stalwart prizes Is we always gave away a copy of Groundhog Day yeah. uh, Oh my god as one of the prizes you could win, we also had always gave away Space Jam, <laughs> and yes. and Garfield one and two. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay, do you remember the joke that we made every single time about uh, um, about Garfield? Oh, if you don't, well, I remember. Uh, there
2: were many jokes that we did, but what not you tell it
1: the one joke that I remember the most, and it was the stupidest joke, but it actually <laughs> it got laughs. Every single time. Um, hold on, let me let me look up. I can't remember the, what's the what's the guy that plays John in the movie? Uh, Breck and Meyer. Okay, that was it. Oh, Brian, uh, yeah, yeah. The joke. The joke was Jay would tell, as Jay is you know often the the knowledge historian uh, for the show, he would tell the story that Bill Murray thought he was doing a Coen Brothers movie uh, because. The director of the film or excuse me the the writer of the, the film writer. his last name is cohen um so he thought it, the cohen's were involved they were not so he he made the movie he was by contractually mistake, obligated
2: already. essentially
1: yeah. uh and then we would say also fun fact Brecken meyer did this movie because he needed money and then that was the end of the joke and then we would just go on we would tell this like really elaborate story about why bill murray made it and then make it seem like and it was just it every single time it got laughs it was so stupid so it was such a stupid joke
3: it's it's magnificent tell it
1: on it the works. podcast a bunch yes <laughs> we should. every time just unrelated to bill murray we just tell that anecdote hey, over and over and over speaking again speaking of garfield <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let me tell
2: you about Breckin Meyer. Uh, we're doing like another. We're doing another one's like top ten movies about
1: historical presidents. It's like James A. Garfield. Like speaking of Garfield, we we joke about Breckin Meyer, but I will tell you this: uh, we should do like a top five Breckin Meyer movies. That dude has been in fucking everything. That dude was in Clueless. That dude was in Can't Hardly Wait. That dude was Here's like.
2: Here's the thing. Rat race is probably gonna be on my list somewhere. Oh, you think so? I
3: haven't seen that one either. I am missing oh, out.
2: Ma- no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maybe okay, not.
3: Okay, okay. So not that one. Rat Just race girl, Rat that. Race
2: is fine. It's silly. No, I, it's
1: but Meyer, Good good interesting character actor. We should check him out. Anyway. Uh, that's a solid choice man I agree that you agree with me I did have it one lower yep. and that's only because sure my did. number three I have some very fun Q history anecdotes about uh, my number three is maybe one of my all-time favorite musicals um, it is a uh, Jay tell me what did you think if I was gonna have because it's the only musical on my list what Okay. What did you think my musical was would, would have been? I thought you had
2: Little Shop of Horrors.
1: Okay, and that's fair. I almost had Little Shop of Horrors. So that oh, you dear. know me Little Shop of Horrors is one of my favorites, but ultimately I couldn't put it because it's not a feel good story. <laughs> like it's it yeah, it doesn't really feel great, but like you are happy when you watch it. I I, but I am, get the I get the I get the call. It's a it's the right call probably. But this this actual one that made my list does make me feel good when I watch it. And my number three is Newsies. Uh,
3: yes.
2: oh, uh, it,
1: uh, Newsies like for it. me held a pivotal point in my childhood. I remember being about six or seven years old and living in my, my mom's house in Columbia, Tennessee at the time. So out in the rural BFE. And we had, uh, we had the Disney Channel. And we had a video rental store nearby and I was obsessed with Disney channel stuff and newsies came out and it was my first introduction to Christian Bale. Uh, Is is that
2: where your love of Bale started?
1: Totally. It's where my love of New York started, to be honest. Uh, And I used to, in, in growing up in a rural kind of area, we had a lot, we wore a lot of like long johns, you know what I mean? Like waffle, yeah. waffle shirts, uh, thermal underwear, oh, and yeah. they wore it a lot in newsies. And so I remember I used to dress up in my thermal underwear and put on a pair of suspenders and I had a, a paper boy cap and I used to run around the house and pretend that I was a newsie, try to sell newspapers to my mom, like, <laughs> X3, x <X3. laughs> And it legitimately is, like, one of, like, I wanted to be a rough-and-tumble, no-nonsense Bronx kid, like, for forever. <laughs> um, it was such a, but it's such a damn good story. Like, and still to this day, it gets me, like, hype because it's a story about these kids, like, ragtag nothing street urchin kids that take on the biggest newspaper magnet in the world at the time, uh, Hearst. And the, the fact that they, they broke him essentially, like he was trying to, and this is a true story. Newsies, obviously the musical didn't happen in real life, but the story is real. There was a paper you boy don't know. strike that could have been. Singing. And, uh, uh, Ran, uh, what's, what the fuck is his name? Something Randolph Hearst. Anyway, the guy. William who, Randolph Hearst. William much. Randolph Hearst. Thank you. Um, he tried to basically screw over the newspaper, the newsies, by basically saying that he couldn't afford to pay them uh, much anymore. So he cut their wages by like half. And they were already like living in orphanages, like right. doing this to like eat. And it was ridiculous, and they actually went on strike. Like they were and it's, already
2: extras in Oliver.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it was already <laughs> happening, and it like they went on strike, and it legitimately stopped. It hurt circulation of his newspaper so much that they actually unionized and won. Like it, it's a crazy like underdog story, and it just gets me so hype because I'm like, fuck, if <laughs> they can do it, I can do it. Like. Like I'm coming for all of the top tier media conglomerate magnets, like Ted Turner, here I come. Like watch out, Turner. You know what I'm saying? We're it, yeah. we're singing and dancing our way on your grave. Yes. <laughs> but it used to it used to get me uh so hype. There's a song in the movie called Seize the Day, which I still listen to when i need to get hype little known fact like in my car 34 year old me will legitimately pump seize the day from newsies
2: because i think
1: christian bale probably does that too there's some fucking oh, lines in there listen there's a line in there that's like uh uh Pulitzer and hearse they think they got us do they got us no and you like get to shout it out and they're like <laughs> And then there's a line that's like, we're going we're gonna to fight until we break the back of Mighty Will and Joe. And I'm like, that's fucking so badass, man. <laughs> like, these fucking kids. Uh, so anyway. Just quit yeah. It. yeah. Number three. I love it. I knew you were going to have
2: me, a musical man. on there somewhere. And that movie I, makes I, me feel
1: so really good. Really also, really a Broadway really show. Cool. And it is very good. Not written by Tim Minchin this time. <laughs> but a very good musical nonetheless. Hashtag not mention mention. Yeah, I will say that was <laughs> one of the biggest disappointments in my life. From a young age, I fell so in love with Newsies. I was always like, okay, I'm going to get famous. That's like always been my goal since I was a little <laughs> guy. <laughs> Step one. One way or another, I'm going to be famous. When I get famous, I'm going to, to make a Broadway musical of Newsies like that's oh, I what I wanted to do. I am going to be in the movies. No. no, I didn't want to be in it. I just wanted to produce it. Like I wanted to take it to Broadway because I thought it would be a great Broadway right. show. And then it happened like 10 years ago and I was fucking crushed. I was like, and "Damn." Then- it! Oh. I was like somebody else point, did it before I did. You're like, "I wish I was dead." You can re-
3: the film, you could remake the film.
1: I could well, I don't want to. It's such a good film. Okay, also, <laughs> little 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 fun factoid The guy that directed Newsies also directed Hocus Pocus and also directed, ready for it, Cheetah Girls, and also directed, wait for it, High School Musical.
2: (laughs) Nah, we should should, should go to commercials. (laughs) All right, let's go to commercials.
0: for too long
2: our houses and our families have come under siege every December by houses being broken into people being victimized and B&E's running rampant through the streets so this year arm your house with santa security systems
0: so i was i was at home on christmas eve
1: and i went to sleep somebody broke into my house and just left their things all over my living room. It was so traumatic, they they ate my cookies and they ate my milk and they left. I'm pretty sure they damaged shingles on my roof. It
2: is about time that we stood up to this fat man that comes down our chimney sleuths every year, but he's coming down him and you've got to stop him. Do you want fire that starts when an automatic sensor is set off in your chimney? You bet your ass you do! Do you want locks on this door kringle safe? You do! Because Christmas is no longer safe for Santa!
1: Uh, I like to protect my family yearly uh, from the quote-unquote fat jolly man that comes down the chimney. And you know what? I don't want this guy coming to my house. I gotta keep my wife safe, I gotta keep my children safe, I gotta keep my dog safe
2: for too long! Our houses have been under siege. Now, if you want our highest security package available, you get our Santa shot. And what that is, is a, a wire trip shotgun pointed directly at the chimney base. And so, if anyone gets within a five foot radius
1: of that, pets included, blammo, no more Santa. Uh, to be fair, not hundred percent sure that we're gonna need this service anymore, as uh, I did purchase the Santa Shop and it did kill Santa. Claus.
2: <laughs> if you want the biggest security this this side of north the North
1: Pole, then you get Santa Security Systems. To be fair, though, to to really elaborate on that, um, you see, it appears that when you kill Santa, you have to become Santa. So I am I am now actually Santa Claus, and I don't I don't really want to die, so. <laughs> you could maybe stop pitching this service that would be re- i mean it worked great for me clearly i'm, I'm a very satisfied customer but I'm, I'm just very concerned for my future health
2: suck it santa december 25th is no longer your night you'll regret
1: All right, so that we're now at the official happiest movies on our list. Like these are the feel-goodest movies that we got. The goodiest, the
2: goodiest, most moodiest.
1: You ready for this? These are our goody two movies. (laughs) Ready? Yep, everybody just got silent. (laughs) I'm ready for Mia. (laughs) Birdcage! Uh, <laughs> Mia was like, I'm, I'm keeping this episode on track. Give me, I'm giving you my number I two. love it. Mia, the Birdcage. I didn't even think of that movie, but man, you were right. It's so fun. A, f- a fantastic remake of a fantastic French film.
3: Damn straight.
2: Which I've never seen the French film, and I know that probably surprises you, Q. But
1: it does, because I've seen I've it, and it definitely surprises me that you have not.
2: Yeah, I that never crossed my path, but I was a fan of Birdcage. I mean, it's hard. Um Robin Williams is just a, a gem, a treasure, and so, you know, any of you could pick from it, a lot of his his yeah. his oeuvre, you know, like Mrs. Doubtfire could fall into that. Like he just is a good person. And honestly, Mia,
1: I think yeah, that one man. What a good what a strong so what, choice. Good one. What uh what makes you feel good about the Birdcage, Mia?
3: Um S- someone who's a part of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. group of people.
1: Yes. Me. It was nice it. it's
3: nice to see it it was nice when I was younger to see a movie like that that wasn't like everything else that I'd watched that featured someone who I adored. And watching him be something other than that I mean and, and I had no idea about his his first works and how quirky those sure. were. This this was my first quirky film for him. Something that what it wasn't uh, like. You could say, "Yeah, Miss Doubtfire." He, cr-, but that was for that was for his family, like to yeah, get yeah. closer to them. Like Jumanji, he was someone. Okay, well, he was a, a boy who was caught in the game <laughs> yeah. and now he's trying to live life again. Like, there's different roles that he had that were all interesting and unique, and he excelled in those roles. But for me, Birdcage is. You would not expect a straight man, first off, to be able to play a role like that so well, and to be right. able to to play it to an extent where you like, even though it's a feel good film, you still you still see the struggle that he's going through and being himself right. and and loving his partner and loving his son and and trying to embrace his son's life and oh my gosh, like there's so much that goes on in that film that you you leave it and you're just like well, there's some hope there. I don't like Well, it's,
2: it's a hopeful film. I yeah. agree with you. Uh, yeah. and, and actually, something that you just said that I haven't really thought of that is, in my opinion, very impressive about that movie, and in a non-sexual like sexual orientation way, mm-hmm. you don't ever see Robin Williams play the straight man in a comedic duo very often. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like I said, I don't mean sexual orientation straight, yeah. but like Robin Williams is Mork. You know, he's the genies. Yeah. He's Mr... Mr. Crazy, and he gives Nathan Lane that that character like he is very much the focused staid, straight man, mm-hmm. which you don't get a lot of from Robin Williams in comedies. So it's an, it's an impressive turn for him. And yeah. it's hilarious. I mean, just the movie in general, I think you summed it up really well when you said hopeful. I couldn't yeah, agree more.
3: Absolutely. And it's uh, it comes on uh, my roommate has regular TV downstairs. And every that? time it, it comes on on like the HBO channels or the Star channels yep. it, I always watch it. I always watch it. Doesn't matter where it's at in the film. I'm always mm. going to watch it.
1: I love that. Isn't it strange that we live in a time now where like people that have regular TV are the minority? Like yeah.
2: they yeah. have they have like I
1: called this 10 years can ago. Can you believe this? They have cable television still. What? <laughs> That's such a.
2: That's so. Wait, funny. like, like regular CBS.
3: <laughs> not, not through an app on your. Not all access. There's no Roku do you TV do? over there.
2: They have minimum access, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be there at a
1: time. <laughs> like you have to. <laughs> that seems inconvenient.
3: You have to record your shows if you leave.
1: And you can't just choose. You can't from record. A endless, endless amount of choices. This is ridiculous. <laughs> This sounds stupid. <laughs> no yeah, one should do it this way.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, All right, Jay. That brings so, us here, number two.
2: Mia, I want to segue off something that you said because both of my top two fit into this category of if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And that was a that that is true of both of my top two. But my number two is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <gasps> mm. It yep. is. Just, I wasn't
0: even
3: in my brain, Oh, I'm writing it, hold up.
2: I'm thrilled I could have made you that mad about it. Cuz that just confirms that it's a good choice in my opinion. Like everything in my opinion about Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is great, is almost perfect, is exactly what it needs to be. It makes me feel happy, it makes me feel good, it is memorable. Is everything of the other movies I've mentioned. And I love it, I love it. I can't not watch it. I think it's the, one of the best, if not the best thing uh, Zemeckis has ever done. I think it's one of the only times they've done any movie where cartoons and live actions exist in the same story. And I'm including Space Jam in this, that worked really well. Space <laughs> Jam is fun, but it, it's dumb as hell. But like this works, like this, everything about this one works. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was hard to even not have it as my number one, but it's just, it's one of the movies that makes me the happiest in the
1: world.
3: I, I'm, I love I that. I am livid. <laughs> I'm livid <laughs> with myself. I didn't remember that
1: movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mia, calm down. Calm down. No, no need to come at Jay with that knife. It's absolutely unacceptable. I can't we've mind. got a we've got a collaborative list coming up, Nia. We can that's,
2: mis- that's where we can bring I'm, this all I'm, together.
1: I'm sorry, I mistook your pin for a knife, but you do know what they say: the pin is mightier than the sword. So, they, they still a that. lot of still a lot of danger to be had. Yes, there
2: is. The uh, mightier, I have so, the sword. Many <laughs> I so many
3: questions about about who framed Roger? Like how how did they get the cartoons in the film?
2: Oh, like in real, like for real, it was like how think
3: that happened?
2: Yeah, ro- rotoscoping, but yeah, like it's is it well the the technical uh, the technical process is called rotoscoping of like animating it onto the film. But mm. in scenes where they were interacting, it was mechanics. So like, there's a scene where you know he, he was in um, Eddie Valiant's coat. It's like there's like gears and stuff moving his coat around, and he's like, and then they just animate it. Oh
1: my gosh. I was, the part of me, and this just shows where my brain is at. When Mia was like, I have so many questions. I wanted to be like, write like Jessica Rabbit and an actual cartoon rabbit. How does that work? Oh, yeah. oh!
3: there's a theory thing that I read not too long ago about her.
1: Okay.
2: Don't go I, down too many internet rabbit no, holes. About I, don't, her, I, the don't, I don't, I don't, I just. <laughs> it's just a, rabbit I just, holes. <laughs> 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 that wasn't meant. That wasn't meant. Uh, you know what? I'll take the pun. That
3: was hilarious. <laughs> take it. So someone had someone wrote it was like a Tumblr post, but it it was on my Facebook, so I was just scrolling and I was reading it because I've always loved Jessica Rabbit, and they said that she was asexual, and I was like, what? Oh. And they're like, think about it. She says she's not bad. She's drawn that way. She's with a rabbit, and she's with him because he makes her laugh. So. Yeah.
1: My God, that's so true. She's a cartoon. Yeah. Just because other people sexualize sense. her doesn't mean that she is inherently a sexual person. And even when she is photographed hanging out with Acme, she's playing patty cake.
2: She is.
1: Like actual, like actual, actual. literal
2: patty cake. Yeah.
3: Oh, and it only God, breaks Roger's heart. <laughs> it doesn't break anybody yeah. else's heart.
2: And see, this movie has layers, guys. That's what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> it's so, like an
2: onion. Eh.
1: That'll do, pig. <laughs> that'll do, donkey. Uh, that'll do, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty good. Uh, well, my number two uh, has a lot in common with Mia's number two uh, in the sense that it shares the same star. Uh, my number two is ready for this. Nobody saw it coming. Another musical. And my number two is Popeye, the musical. Oh, my uh, God. It is maybe. I know. I know, I've, you done a, I know I've done I know, a whole episode it. on this with Haley. Uh, Popeye is one of my favorite. First off, it's a great Robert Altman movie. Weird, weird movie for that director to do.
0: Mm.
2: It's, it's a weird movie just in general. But secondly, I, you know, it has it maybe one
1: happy. of It has one of the best soundtracks by Harry Nilsson, who is just an awesome like singer songwriter anyway uh, and sang some amazing songs or wrote some amazing songs. You may know him from the coconut song. You put the lime in the coconut, that's that's (laughs) Harry Nilsson. He also did the I can't live if living is without you song. Yeah, exactly. do I'll, I'll sing
3: to you guys. I'll serenade you.
1: Same guy. Anybody watch Russian Doll, no. the show on Netflix? Uh, oh my no. God. It's I, never so, got, I never got it. It's so I wanted to. good. It's hey. so good. Natasha Leone fucking owns that show. She is so awesome. Anyway, he sings. There's a song called uh Gotta Get Out or Gotta Get Up that is in that show it's like a it's like thematically a very important song for the show that he wrote but anyway he wrote the entire soundtrack for this movie and it's maybe one of the most fun robin williams performances and also oddly enough one of the most toned down robin williams performances like robin williams plays popeye as like a quiet kind of shy character which Hmm. which you you would think is like the complete opposite of what you would hire robin williams for
3: absolutely
1: um but he plays him as kind of this soft-spoken like drifter and it's only really in the big broad like comedy scenes like physical comedy scenes um like like scenes right that you're like, okay, now I see why Robin Williams, cause Robin Williams is like a human cartoon. He's basically Jim Carrey yeah. before Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey, I feel like would have been cast in this as well. He, um, he was, it was called the mask. Exa- exactly. Uh, but it's got some of like the most heartfelt songs in it. Like the, the songs that make the movie are really sweet and silly and good Uh, So that makes me feel good. It also has one of the best performances. And I implore all of our listeners and both of you, Ray Walston, uh, who is an older television actor, plays Popeye's father in this movie. And he has a song that is less of a song and more like spoken word poetry over music about how much he hates children. That is maybe <laughs> oh. one of the best things at like committed to any art form medium. Like,
2: uh, I need to go re-remind re- myself of this now.
1: Just, I think it's just called "Children" from Popeye. Ray Walston, check it out, everybody. Maybe I'll like insert it at the end of this episode so everybody can can hear it. It's 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 really good. But anyway. This movie it. always I makes me it. feel good. Haley and I loved it. I recommend everybody go watch 1980, whatever's Popeye. It's real, real good. Awesome. So that's wow. it, man. That brings My us goodness. to our number one feel and good movies of all time. We've been all
2: over the map, so I don't even know where our number ones are going to land. So we, really, we
3: really, we really, really some, have some guesses at what mine is.
1: Uh, oh, 1989 goodness. Batman.
3: No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, That's a Gremlins. good choice. Though. What? Gremlins. I've never seen it.
1: Hardball starring original, Keanu Reeves. The original
3: Muppet. The original never Muppet. Never seen movie. that one. Uh,
1: Ju- junior with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and no. Danza <laughs> Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no,
3: no. no. Okay. <laughs>
1: With Robin like, Williams again. Hook,
3: Hook was on. Hook was somewhere. Yeah, it was, yeah, Hook it was, was in the stratosphere.
1: <laughs> Hook nice. was
2: an honorable mention for me. Atlantis. Atlantis of
3: no Disney movies. Oh, um,
1: shit, you're right. Big All fish. right, Mia. Big Fish. Big Fish. Of course. Oh,
0: that is, That's such a good movie. It's also a very
2: sad I, movie. I know. I don't.
3: No, I leave it feeling like, oh he loves his dad like maybe yes. i'm crying but i'm crying because yeah.
2: <laughs> sure <laughs> so i know i'm with you i mean we i i think he, q you know this is he that's my favorite tim burton movie i think it's like the best oh. thing he's ever I always made forget he's just, the one who directed it i know I always it's just, forget. yeah
0: you can that's remember that he
1: directed it because uh, uh data devita wears a top hat um, uh, and because Deep Roy, the guy who played every Oompa Loompa, is also <laughs> that in it, is
3: also in it. That is also but yeah,
1: cool. man. That is I, I kind of am. Q,
2: I'm with you a little bit on the. I don't know if it's a feel good, feel good, but man, it's inspiring and hopeful and lovely and wonderful and. Good.
3: I will tell you that my number four look. I got a top five flowers. Okay, my number four <laughs> flower is daffodils, and it is because of that movie. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, that's Aww. cute! Thanks. I will tell you that it is, I think, one of the best father-son movies ever made. made. Like, it is one of the best like father-son relationship kind of movies. Yeah. Um, Outside I, of love, I, of Christ. I, I love, I love, I love. Oh my God! I love, I love that. <laughs> I, I, so I what, know it's
3: a little on the like.
1: No Slightly
3: sadder side, but there's just the 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 point of the movie was to. Yes, get... the movie
1: is good.
2: Yes. Yeah. It what?
1: When did that good. movie come to you in your life? Like, where where were you? What was what was happening it, in Mia World?
3: Is it weird that it feels like it was always there?
1: No. That's Some of the best no. movies.
3: Yeah, and Stories feel like that. I I know. My number it was one was
2: like, like that for me.
3: It it was. I'm sure it was like at half my life. I'm sure, sure. It was like yeah. 15, but it just feels like it's been forever. Cause I've yeah. carried it. I've carried sure. a lot of the scenes. I've like,
1: what's your you favorite scene? If you had to pick one,
3: one of them is, is you don't even know me. I have the oh, rest yeah. of my life to find out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: God. That is so good. That is so saccharine and good. It is. Yes. It really is. <laughs> Uh, they have some amazing, some that was kind of, they did a weird like Matrix bullet time shots in that movie where like things yeah. would like Saw freeze. Her. Oh my God, I loved that. Oh, yeah, I will say you time
3: stops and he's like moving
1: the popcorn. I'll, the popcorn moving is great. Yeah. I will okay. say Ewan McGregor was in two of my favorite romantic movies of all time, It like Love Stories, that and Moulin Rouge. <gasps> I was gonna say Look, me we're gonna and Amanda talk talked about, about it one
3: day. Yeah,
1: yeah, me and Amanda talked
2: about Moulin Rouge, but obviously not really feel goodie. Um feel saddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> feel, feel saddy. <laughs> uh, oh maybe but, we
1: should do that for April Fools next year.
2: <laughs> I like a feel baddies. Top five feel baddies. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, man. That's a really good choice, Mia. I like that. I, agree. I really do. It's a, it's just a great movie. So I really respect yeah. that for sure. Thank you, Joey, what is your number one so, movie that makes you feel good?
2: So I started this off by giving my criteria of like the movies that I feel like are manufactured to be feel good movies and the ones that I like and feel good. The sure. Most. The number one for me is kind of the mesh of those and it's Ferris Bueller's day off. That movie is, (sighs) in its DNA, is made to make you feel good. It's you own the city of Chicago for a day and you get away with it. Like everything about that movie is designed to make you feel empowered and rebellious and excited and fun and invigorated. And the movie knows it and it plays it up and Matthew Broderick knows it and he acts the hell out of it and- you watch the movie, and, and I feel like you just get happy. And if it's on TV, I'm gonna watch it. If they're trying, if they're convincing people that the sauce is king of uh, Chicago, I'm gonna watch it. I don't know. I just I
1: feel like it is manufactured to make you feel good. That's one of my best, like, or one of my favorite, like, friend relationships in a movie is Ferris and uh, and, and Cameron. And Cameron, oh, because Cameron is just like. He truly is Ferris's like best friend, but he has just the fucking worst time like hanging out with Ferris. And,
2: and the screenplay in that movie is so good. The editing, I mean, the, the, everything about it is so good. But Cameron's introduction of Ferris talking about him and then cutting to him in the bed.
1: Yes.
2: Is, is perfect. It's just good. And then, them you know run in the car in the garage oh and just my god the block I, it's just it's everything about it to me screams feel good movie and you I mean you you celebrate you want to wear a leopard print vest and sing for sure you know jazz songs in the streets like it's it just, does I don't know
1: it does it does absolutely like not only does it make you laugh it, it, like, makes you want to, like, be that person and aspire to, like, live a more wild and crazy life. Uh, I, I and then love that. you got that. Jeffrey
2: Jones and his creepy ass chasing you around. Oh, oh man. God.
1: Jeffrey Jones. Back before we found out way Fume too much about him. sewer pit. He was just in so many things that I loved. Beetlejuice, Stay Wait. Tuned.
3: Wait. What did he do? Yeah.
1: Oh, he's a molester. Oh, he's he's a, a toucher. He's a he's a pedof- he's a pedophile. Like, well, okay, well, uh, here,
2: here, let me, like, you know what he looks like, right? Kind of the Absolutely. Jeffrey Jones. Yes. Okay, so that. And, like, yeah, the answer is what you think he looks like.
1: Yeah, he probably he did looks, that.
3: Yeah,
1: okay. okay. Yeah, he did that. It's, it's kind of a bummer. Because, I mean, well, I mean, it's always a bummer. Like, I never want that to happen. Yeah. But it's a real bummer when, because, like, he was such a quintessential staple of, like, 80s and 90s, like, my movies that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And so that it's was, all, like, a real, also- like, God
2: dang it. It's also a bummer for I think a lot of people in my generation that got him and Michael McKeon confused because then you're like, <laughs> did Michael McKeon touch people or was it Jeffrey Jones? And, and you're like, McKeon's no, 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 like, no,
1: Michael me. McKeon's okay. Was not was not me. I was in, I was in Spinal Tap. He I'm was fine. Uh, and was like, yeah, you are. Uh,
2: so that's that's, that's so my good. number two.
1: That's so you're good.
3: Number one. That's your number one.
1: That's my number one, sorry, yes. yes. Okay, so I, will, I have I've actually been telegraphing my number one to you guys since we started this conversation.
3: Of course you
1: have. So my number Uh one is the Muppet movie. Uh, The original- Nice.
3: My goodness. The the
1: original Muppet movie. Did Uh, you hear me mention that a couple minutes ago? Yes. I did. Uh, I will say that the Muppet movie for me is one that, I mean, talk about movies about friendship. You get a buddy comedy, like a road trip comedy with Fozzie and Kermit. You get the the quintessential like forming of the group. Like you like get to meet all the Muppets individually and like they're brought on board. You have them like team up to try and like save the day from like the CD businessman. It's uh, a musical. It is a musical, but you have some and once again, another great just singer-songwriter, Paul Williams. One of maybe the most iconic feel-good songs of all time in Rainbow Connection. Yep. Like, like, there's no way you sing that song yeah. and you're not happy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's such a such a great song. Um, also, moving moving right along is one of my favorite songs. Like when you're when you're feeling down in the dumps, you're just moving right along. Do <laughs> do do and fancy free. Uh, <laughs> But the Muppet movie is just an awesome movie. Jim Henson, genius, uh, staple Mm. of my childhood. I always recognize the Muppets or any sort of like Fraggle Rock. Any of that kind of stuff is just like immediately takes me back to childhood. So anytime I put on the Muppet movie, I'm just immediately freaking like seven years, six or seven years old again and just like enamored. Um, And
2: that spirit and, you know, I know it's not on the list and it wouldn't be, but like the, the Jason Siegel version from yes. a handful of years ago, the good. spirit of that carried into that movie because it very is good. very good.
1: Very good, I will tell you I this.
2: I
3: remember watching that, it took me a whole second. I remember watching, it, it was good.
1: Him yeah, and Amy Adams, good. Adams. Yeah, yeah. Very the sequel, good. The sequel, not so much. Uh, but sequel? once again, yeah, they did. It's no, called the uh, Most, Most Wanted.
2: It. Uh, it's got Tina Fey I, and uh, Ricky Gervais in it. But believe it or good. not, it's not good or funny.
1: Oh. I will say this, uh, once again, it's all about picking the right musical people, I think. And obviously, Paul Williams didn't do the music for the Jason Segel one, but they got Brett McKenzie of Flight of the Concords to write all the music. Yeah. And you end up with an amazing, like the Jason Segel movie had the uh, Muppet, Am I a Man or a Muppet song, I'm which is, like, which is like, literally one of my favorite things of all time. Uh, but... Yeah. The Muppets, man, there's no way in hell that anybody could be faced with the Muppets and not be happy. Like, the Muppets are happiness. And I know Newsies didn't work out, but guys, when I get famous, I'm gonna make something Muppet related. It's gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. So just like-
2: You're almost there.
1: I know, just a little bit further, come on. It's gonna happen, we're gonna get there. Yes, uh, but well, yeah. So that's my number one, man. The Muppet Movie. I love okay. that. These all this make me great. Feel so good. I know. I feel like we could literally pick any movie off any one of our lists and watch it and have a great time.
2: I uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I so when we think of like the top, the
1: collective five. <laughs> I have just, no idea how to do this.
3: I think Groundhog Foundation should take be our... number one, and Princess Princess Brice, I almost said Princess Diaries. Princess Brice should be number yeah. two. Okay. Just because they're the, they're the two.
1: I almost feel like I want to, I almost feel like we should inverse that because all three of, wait, Mia, did you, you had Prince, Yeah. All three of us had Princess Bride
0: you and didn't only,
1: Bride. I didn't, oh, I didn't have Princess no. Bride. You're right. I was going to have Princess Bride. <laughs> well, here, I was well, going to have about- Princess Bride.
2: Here, let me, let me offer this, then, okay. as, a, uh, as a consolation, possibly. Because I believe that all three of our number ones have merit and value. So what okay. if we just rank all three of our number ones between one, two, and three, and then four is Princess Bride, and five is Groundhog Day. Since I neither like of those were the top for anybody, they okay. averaged near the bottom. Yeah. And then our number ones share the top conglomerate of three.
1: Okay. okay. So then how do we rank our 3?
3: I think Ferris so, should be number 1.
2: Okay, I mean, I I'm okay with that. It was mine. It was my choice. I'm okay with only it's,
3: say that because I've stop never the seen the Stop the count. Stop the count. I win. I only say that because I've never seen the original Muppets and I've definitely seen Ferris Bueller.
1: What? You've I never know, watched I the original Muppet movie, Mia? Here, here's the <laughs> thing. You have a, <laughs> I can, you, you, have, a, you have a you have a you have a hole in your life and you don't even know I, it. You don't yeah, I will agree with
2: you and honestly it's tough because I both Ferris Bueller and the Muppet movie are me, like created to make you feel good. Yeah. So
1: I think either one of them I Can is I, historic I'm Super just going to I'm going to make a small argument for the Muppet movie. Sure Go my for ar, it. my argument is this on a scale of how far and wide appealing, and to what age demographics the movie can be appealing? I feel like Muppet reaches from adults to like small children. It can it can literally make anyone happy. Ferris Bueller, I feel like you have to at least be school age mm. to 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 have it make sense or make you feel good. So that's and my I, only I edge.
2: I will also add that it's possible Ferris Bueller is only as feel good happy to people that may relate to Ferris Bueller more than some others. So honestly, Q, and this isn't to to go back on my call at all. I honestly was going to lean towards the Muppets being number one for the sole reason of the Muppets as an entity exist for the sole purpose of bringing happiness. And sure. they- spread far beyond that one movie and have continued to do it over decades ferris bueller while a single entity that has carried over decades mm-hmm. doesn't have the far reaching tentacles like the muppets do so okay. i was gonna say that for me i'm fine with muppet being one ferris being two and then oh lord
1: um i'm blanking me big fish. Big, big fish
3: big
2: fish and then the big, only reason
1: i'm i won't argue against big fish being higher than ferris is because to an extent big fish is kind of sad <laughs> yeah yeah no ferris
2: makes me way happier than big right. fish but i love big fish
3: i will i and will accept so, all right
2: so and then so then here, what are we here's the ahead. list as it stands and we can push back on any of them but number five groundhog day mm-hmm. number four yeah. princess bride number three big fish Number two, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and number one, the original Muppet
1: movie. I love that list. Those that make list, me happy. Hearing that list makes me happy. Yes. I that's agree. A great list. I agree. Fantastic. Okay. Guys, I what think a, we can feel good about that list. What a great way to kick off our holiday season's worth of episodes than with movies that make us feel good. Now, this is an opportunity for all of the people listening out there tweet in tweet to project nerd tweet to high five the podcast let us know what movies make you guys feel good we would love to discuss it with you online Also, if you want to have the opportunity to discuss it with us directly, not just on the wide web of social media, then join our Patreon because Patreon gets you exclusive access to Facebook groups that only Patreon members can access. And that will get you direct contact with Mia, Jay, and me. And we we're can talk never about it. We're too busy for that. We're too busy for other things, but we're never too busy for the never Patreon.
2: Never
3: too busy for that.
1: If you guys have ever wanted to find out what talking to us directly about our choices or your choices is like, that's how you find out. Find us on yeah. Patreon, subscribe today. Tiers start at 3 bucks, and I think the $3 tier gets you access to that it does. That Facebook group. It, we oh.
2: started at the lowest tier. We just want people who are invested in that's, the show, like we're invested in the show,
1: to hang out with us. That's, that's $1 it. for each of us. That's how much it costs it you. You just pay $1 for each one of us, and you can talk to us. All right you know. now, everyone listening who's not doing it is saying
2: that we're not worth a dollar. $1.
3: Guys, we are totally I'm, worth a dollar. I'm only-
1: offended. <laughs> <laughs> We're so worth it. Uh, But in the meantime, go check out project hyphen nerd. That's where you can find our show. That's where you can find a lot of other amazing podcasts. Uh, Check out the project hyphen nerd YouTube channel. We dropped our Halloween special featuring amazing talented uh, writer, John Gray, creator of Ghost Whisper. We dropped a whole feature length video uh, with that interview and our conversation with him and our our top five ghost movies list. that video meantime, came
2: together really well. That, so like, well. I, I have actually gone back and watched it once or twice. Uh, I very much enjoy how that came together.
1: It's great. And John was a great guest and he loved being on the show. And I have no doubt that we'll be seeing more from him in the future for sure. Especially since um, we
2: killed him and now he's a ghost that haunts us. <laughs>
1: right. He is a ghost whisper ring in my ear yeah. all the time. Well, he's, um, he's
2: yelling. He's yelling, but I'm ignoring.
1: But check us out on all of our social media. Um, yeah, and until next time, get get yourself infected with the holiday cheer, man. We need it right now. Go decorate your house. Go listen to some holiday tunes. Jay, did you think that that sounded weird? Infected with holiday cheer. <laughs> I'm just I'm just coming off
2: uh, about you know almost 12 months of a pandemic, of you saying oh, yeah. go get infected.
1: All right, guys, wear your masks and get infected with holiday cheer. Uh, And then we'll see you guys next week.
0: We have reached the end of another high five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen the ghosts that were hidden in this recording possessing your house maybe see you next week
1: if I see one more
0: rich person getting car Christmas